This week, we're offering updates on ADHD, right. ADD. Um, and today, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about an article uh, from um, Attitude Magazine, ADD. It was, it was originally published in The Lancet. Right. Okay. Um, but it appeared in in the um, American publication. And we talked before that you know when when something's published published in Lancet, it's usually high pretty, quality, pretty reputable stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the the phenomenon is that we have we're observing a tendency for the youngest students at each grade level um, to have an increased likelihood of being diagnosed with ADHD. That's right. We've always suspected this. Right. And you know you and I have talked about this many times. Oh yeah that uh, two things are happening. There are two phenomena at work here. One is that as in our country, because this study was done in, well, it's been done in many countries, right. okay? So that's the other thing that's important. Uh, it's not just in the United States. As the curriculum gets moved down, it challenges those younger kids mm -hmm. in ways that we hadn't anticipated mm -hmm. or that mm -hmm. many people hadn't anticipated. We always say that what we used to do in first grade now kindergarten students right. are expected to do. And for the young kindergarten students, this is a special challenge, right. that they're, they're rarely up for that challenge. Right. They just don't seem to have the cognitive development to handle it. They might handle it in kindergarten, right. but by, they get to, by the time they get to second, third, and fourth grade, right. it begins to catch up with them. That's one problem. The other problem is many parents of young children Young children all look really smart because of how the brain is developing mm -hmm. at three, four, and five. And parents are just overwhelmed with what they consider their child, their children's unique intellectual abilities. And many parents will argue that they want their child to skip kindergarten mm -hmm. or preschool right. and go to the next level. Or start early. Start early, early. right, mm -hmm. start early. Um, unless, you, unless you're a boy in Texas and then you start late because so you can play, you play football. football. Right. So, but many parents who have made that decision, by the time their kids get to third and fourth grade, they would like to take that mm -hmm. decision back because now things aren't working out right. and the child isn't keeping up socially and mm -hmm. physically mm -hmm. and emotionally. Uh, and parents are advising others, don't do it. You right, know, right, just right. let your child mm -hmm. go through the grades at the correct age. Right. Okay? So the curriculum is moving down, that's one problem, and many parents want to skip a grade mm -hmm. with their child. Not, um, according to this study, that's probably not the right decision. Right. So, if we, if we, and, and what's interesting is that this study was done in Finland. Right. Which is typically considered a, you know, a very, you know, they, they are always at the top of the charts as it relates to education yeah, uh, nationwide. That's right. Or, mm -hmm. or uh, worldwide. Worldwide. Um, right. And so it's interesting that they have this observation as well. Right. And I, and I think that it, it calls for, some important considerations um, with what we're thinking about what ADHD is and how we're making yeah. some of these diagnoses and the expectations that we have. That's really an excellent point because um, in Finland, they don't push kids the right. way we do here. Right. I mean, they have playtime and they let kids you know, move around and um, they, they don't have near, near the curriculum demands or the assessment right. demands that we have in our country. Mm -hmm. We have, by contrast, we have a very high pressure Right. educational system. They don't. Theirs right. is very lax mm -hmm. and it's very relaxed. Right. Um, and so for it, for this to appear there suggests to me that it's even 
probably more pronounced right. in, in a curriculum as we have. Right, yeah, and we don't know if there's been a study similar I to don't this know. Yeah. Um, in the United States. We couldn't, haven't been able to find anything yet. Yeah. But, so th let's think about what this, what the implications mm -hmm. uh, of this finding uh, would include. Right. Um, first, it suggests that kids, the younger kids at any particular grade level are potentially um, different than the older kids. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Different from a behavioral or um, neuropsychological perspective as it right. relates to attention and focus mm -hmm. and behavior management and self-monitoring, some of right. those kinds of things. Organization, those executive functioning skills. Right. Yeah, these are brain-based functions, mm -hmm. okay? And you simply, two things about it. Number one, you can't look inside the brain and tell which child is right. mature and which is which is maturing most slowly. Right. You know, Russ Barkley, who's the acknowledged expert on this right. topic, always talks about neuro neurobiological immaturity. Mm -hmm. And and you mm -hmm. just the brain has to develop on its own good time. Right. Okay. Some brains develop very quickly, others develop more slowly. Um, and so you can't rush that. Right. Okay? It do doesn't matter how hard you push. Piaget studies showed that, mm -hmm. that when a child's ready, they will. When right. the brain is ready to do it, the child will be able to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so the first implication is that there are perhaps some differences, and, and that does make sense, mm -hmm. especially at the younger ages. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not really talking as much about um, teenagers, um, because, you know, teenagers don't get, people don't become first diagnosed with ADHD as a teenager. Right. Usually that initial diagnosis happens in the, the early half of the elementary school years, right. typically. Bef before age, has to be made before age. Before age 12. Before age 12. But, but, but it's typically certainly, the symptoms appear very early. Right, and mm -hmm. usually they're getting diagnosed by the by third grade or Absolutely. so. Absolutely, right. Um, and so this um, recognizing that there is potentially this uh, neuropsychological difference mm -hmm. between the younger right. kids in the class uh, versus the older kids in the class, makes sense because so much changes during those early years. Right, that's I mean, right. That, that first you know, eight years of life, five to eight years of life, there's some pretty dynamic changes right. happening. It is the period of rapid brain growth. There's right. gonna be another period during the teenage years, but this is a very rapid period of brain changes mm -hmm. and brain growth. And, um, but, it, but it's going to happen on its own time table. Mm -hmm. okay. Right. But so if you, but in, a, in a, any particular class, right. you could have a, a group of kids that are, are separated by almost a year mm -hmm. uh, in That's age. Right. That's right. Um, so some kids will be starting the school year as mm -hmm. a seven-year-old, and another group of kids will be starting the school year that's as right. a, basically an eight-year-old. Right. If your that child, that's a big difference. If your child is close to that cutoff in our country, it's September. Right. Okay. Um, if your child is close to the cutoff, I would always opt waiting a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just just take yeah. your time and wait a year. There are so many more advantages mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. than to, to push them in early. And now here's data. I mean, we know anecdotally that. Kids are better able to handle things. They're more independent. They are, they're better athletes because they're more physically developed. We made a joke earlier um, about the boys Texas. in Texas. Mm -hmm. When I first got to Texas, I was reading these articles about football players who were graduating from high school, but they were 19 and 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And when I asked about it, they said that fathers will hold their boys back mm -hmm. and start them at seven or eight uh, at school because there's a big difference between a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old. Right. You know, all you have to do is look at college players versus high school right. players. High school players are still getting mm -hmm, bigger, mm -hmm. um, developing muscle, but by the time they're 20 and they're playing in college, right. they may have gained 
40 or 50 or 60 pounds right. and they're faster and bigger and stronger right, right? so um, so the advantage that that's one advantage. But in Finland, they do the same thing academically. In Iceland, you can't go to school until you know how to read. Right. You know, so whenever you learn how to read, uh, mm-hmm. presumably at home, yeah. Then you can go to then you go to elementary school. Right. So, so, so the first issue is that neurodevelopmental uh, right. progression, and, right. and there is a big difference between young Huge. kids in in a particular grade and the older kids in a particular grade, especially during those early elementary school years. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, of course, this issue of um, academic expectation. Right. I mean, if you have this younger student mm-hmm. um, and the expectation is for them to do academics that are, you know, a, a grade or two levels higher than what is. Now you're talking about you're talking about a two-year difference. That's right? right. You're talking about a two-year difference. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the person, the kid, could be perfectly developmentally appropriate. Right. right. But the um, the the fact is that. Um, the expectations are so much greater academically right. mm-hmm. that they're going to be off task. They're going to be, um, you know, they're going to have difficulty um, maintaining attention and focus mm-hmm. and all those things that we want them to do simply because the work is just too hard for them. That's right. Just because a child has a large vocabulary, mm-hmm. just because they can solve math problems, just because they can put puzzles together, doesn't speak to their attentional or memory capacity. Right. Um, these things are going to develop over time. Mm-hmm. And just because a child has a big vocabulary, does not necessarily mean that they're ready for all of the aspects of school. Right. It's so disheartening to me when I see a really um, highly intelligent child, you know, somebody who's accelerated mm-hmm. maybe cognitively, mm-hmm. but emotionally they're just not able to handle it. Right. And it's so sad because they're just in over their head. There, right. there are expectations that they simply can't meet. Right. And the third, because there's always got to be three, the third um, major issue I think related to this is that the behavioral expectations. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. When, okay, so if you are in, if a kid is in right. first grade and the expectation is for them to be doing second or third grade work, you can take most first graders, mm-hmm. especially young first graders, right. again, perfectly, um, adequately developed, um, average Normally in all ways. developing children. But if you put them in an environment where the expectation is for them right. to sit still and to, mm-hmm. you know, work silently and right. to um, be self-driven and self-motivated, they're not going to be able to do that as exactly. as easily as a second or third grade student. That's and right. so, you know, when you're when you're younger, um, when you're the younger kid in the class, mm-hmm. and the expectations um, for just behavioral self control, mm-hmm. uh, behavior management, right. you know, impulse control, self regulation, right. all those things, when the expectation is also well ab- above what is typically right. expected for mm-hmm. that age, they're going to be. They're going to present as um, atypical as well. That's right. And and it's going to be that atypical behavior that brings them to the attention of teachers and administrators. Exactly. Because they're, and it's not their fault. I mean, they're just, that's where they are developmentally. Right. Right. You you give them another, uh, another year year. and they're doing it just fine. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are, uh, and I don't know about Finland, um, but, you know, some of the other countries listed, Mm -hmm. Taiwan and Canada and Israel and some of the other uh, countries that have done these similar studies, you know. When, when we step back and we look at this mm-hmm. and we see such an increased um, prevalence of ADHD right. Right. And, and those numbers just keep going up. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the expectations right. in any particular classroom yeah. continues to go up. That's, uh, you would think that at some point somebody would step back and say, wait a minute, let's, right. let's look at this. Yeah. Sure, it's correlational. Mm-hmm. 
but man, they mirror each other so well. That's right. That's I mean, right. there's no doubting that there's this correlation. That's right, and that's what they did. They did a correlational study. Right. They took these, in Finland, the oldest child would be the ones born in January, and the youngest would be the ones born in December. In our, right. in ours, it's September. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. the cutoff. But um, and so they looked at all these kids who mm-hmm. were born in January and looked at their rates of ADHD, mm-hmm. and then they looked at the kids born in December, and there was a significant difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they also mentioned in the article that these differences continue into middle school and high school. Right. Okay. So it's not just elementary school. They're going right. to continue to encounter problems, and boys, well, boys and girls, um, their physical development right. is also lagging behind those mm-hmm. of uh, the same same age peers or, or older peers right. um, relative to to their ages, and so physically they get left behind as well. They're yeah. not as big. They're not as strong. They're not as mm-hmm. coordinated um, emotionally, behaviorally, physically, mm-hmm. in all ways. They get left behind. They might be smart. They might be able to read well, but yeah. there are other. Th- other expectations that they're going to have, that they're going to have a difficult time meeting. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely so. All right. Hold them back. My, my grandson was born in September, like September, first week of September, September 6th. I was just talking to his dad yesterday, and they've decided to hold him. Yeah. You know, they could do it either way. Sure. But they're going to do a, another entire year of preschool. Good. And Good. then send and I said, absolutely. Yeah. You, that's the absolute right thing he's to a, do. He's an active little one. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> Get ready. Give them another little bit It's of time. a family affair, right? <laughs> this is a genetic disorder. I don't know where it started, but um, no, he, he definitely inherited it. Yeah, yeah. so it'll yeah. be fantastic. Right, just like his uncle, so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he's, All right. He's so much like Alex. That is it for today. You said his name. You said your son. No, my son. I know, you said son. Alex. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was just. Mm-hmm. It's all about, all about Alex. <laughs> all right, until next time. Stay happy, (laughs) stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.